0: Let's all stand together let's prepare our hearts. Father, we thank you for this privilege to be in your house again. And as we come, Lord, we come with expectation, anticipation. On this Pentecost Sunday, believing believe in you to do something supernatural for each of us. We ask you to take full and complete control of this service today. May you be glorified. May you be exalted and be lifted high. Great and awesome God. There is none like you. There is none to be compared to you. There is none to be likened unto you. You alone are God and God alone. So have your way in this place today, God. Change lives, touch hearts. Those watching us by the world wide web. May you minister as only you can. And in the end, may all say it was good for us to be a part of this service today. We give you thanks, so we ask it in Jesus' name. All God's people says, amen. Amen. Let's welcome the worship team as they come.
1: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Are we happy to be here this morning? Amen. amen. Oh, I heard one amen over here. Amen. Are we happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Yes, that's better. The song says, blessed be your name in the land that is plentiful, where your streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name when I'm found in the desert place, though I walk through the wilderness. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name, in the land that is plentiful, where the streams of abundance flow, blessed be your name, oh, blessed be your name, when I'm found in the desert place, though I walk through the wilderness, blessed be your name every blessing every blessing you for I, I turn back to praise
0: when the darkness
1: closes in lord still i will say blessed be the name of the lord blessed be your name Blessed be your name, yeah. blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be your glorious name. Verse 2 Blessed be your when the sun when the sun's sun shining down new on the The name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glory. Yes, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glory. Yes. Blessed be your name You give and take Send me a glorious name. command our souls to bless the Lord today we command our souls to lift our hands and give him glory hallelujah it doesn't matter what we feel or what we're experiencing this morning God is good God is still good he's still worthy he's still able he woke us up this morning we are in our right mind. We were able to put on our pretty dandans to come to church today, right? Y'all know that word? I know it, I know it, y'all. Hallelujah, he has blessed us. Some, a lot of us are able to have a smile this morning because of the goodness of God, right? And so lots of people all over the world, I always say, gather together today to worship, singing one thing, holy is the Lord, God Almighty. Do I have any witnesses? Hallelujah! Please join us as we sing this morning. We stand and lift up our hands, oh, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. Is He your strength this morning? Hallelujah! We bow down and worship Him now. Our and let lips upon oh, her oh, 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 for, for the joy, joy. up our hands. Come on, lift our hands this morning. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. We bow down, yeah. We bow down and worship him now. How great, how awesome today, we bless the Lord today, we worship his holy name, the sun came up this morning, it's a new day, and we can bless the Lord, bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh oh my soul, worship his holy name, that's right, y'all help me sing it. Sing like, yes, oh my soul, worship Yes, sing bless the Lord, bless the Lord, bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship his soul tip a new day darling it's time to sing your song again whatever may pass and whatever lies before me let me yeah. let me be sing- your holy name we worship your holy name this morning. We bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord. My soul will bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Somebody bless him this morning. Oh, somebody bless him this morning. I will bless the Lord. Continually be in my mouth. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. 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 My God, my God, and King. Sometimes you don't feel it, but you got to command your soul to line up with the word of God and bless him because he is worthy. Thank you God. My chains are gone I've been set free My God, my Savior has ransomed me And like a blood His mercy reign Unending love, amazing. I want to help me sing it. My chains are gone. My, my chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my.
0: grace of God this morning that we need. Amen? Amen.
1: Hallelujah.
0: I'm going to ask us to turn in our Bibles to Acts chapter 2 and ask them on the overhead to put that on the overhead for us in the New King James Version Acts chapter 2 and we're going to read from verse 1 responsively. It'll be on the overhead if you don't have the the version, New King James Version. I'll read the first verse and you do the second and we'll continue to read responsibly until I tell you when it's the last verse. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? Parthians and Medes and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. Others mocking said, they are full of new wine." For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. And it shall come to pass in the last day, says God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands, have crucified, and put to death. For David says concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before, me, before my face, for he is at my right hand, that I may not be shaken. For you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. Together, you have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of joy in your presence. Amen. You may be seated. As we go to the Lord on this very special Sunday, It is recognized as Pentecost Sunday. And that word Pentecost is not something that most people understand what it means in terms of when we hear about Pentecost today. That word Pentecost actually means 50. And so when the Bible says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, It means 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. When that day fully came, that day that is called Pentecost, but they also celebrated the Feast of Pentecost. So there were sort of two things to remind them of what happened. And so there was a Feast of Pentecost, but then also Pentecost is the 50th day after the resurrection of Christ. And so it was on that day, the Bible tells us, That there was a special phenomenon that came for the very first time. And they were gathered in a room. And all of a sudden, there was a sound like a rushing mighty wind. And the Bible says, the Spirit of God came, filled the whole house where they were sitting. And like tongues of fire came upon each one. And the Bible says, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. We're going to talk a little bit about that a little later on today. But I want you, as we prepare our hearts right now to go before the Lord, to recognize that the Spirit of the Lord gave them utterance. And He's able to do for us today what we cannot do for ourselves. And today we want to take some time to remind you that the same God who did for them that miraculous work in their lives and sent that, it's a miracle for that what happened. They began to speak in a language they had never learned. They didn't go to school. They didn't go for training. And they were speaking perfectly in that language. That's the supernatural act of God. And he's able to do that for you and I, Today, in the house of God. He's able to move supernaturally in your life. And you just have to be open and be ready. Because as we know, they were in the upper room waiting. They tarried for a while. In fact, the Bible tells us that they tarried for 10 days. And they didn't know when. Because Jesus said to them, wait for the promise of the Father. And so they were waiting for the promise to come. Not knowing when the promise would come. And so even today, we don't know when the Spirit of God would move in your heart. We don't know when the Spirit of God will move across this this congregation. And I want you just to be open to allow the presence of God to do what he wants to do in each of our lives on this Pentecost Sunday. I want you to recognize that it is a special Sunday. It's a Sunday when we can realize that we celebrate and remember what happened several times hundreds of years ago, over 2,000 years ago, when that first, what we call, day of Pentecost occurred, when the Holy Spirit was poured out on everyone in that room. Is it possible for God to do that today? Yes, he is. And you can leave here a different person today. So we want you to be ready for what God is going to do. So now... I want us to go before the Lord in prayer, but I want you to stand together with me one more time. As we get ready to go, we're gonna sing a chorus that I want us to sing. And this is a chorus that says to us this morning, he didn't take us this far to leave us. I just can't give up now. Maybe somebody came here this morning and you've been going through some difficult situation, some challenging, some deep waters, And you're wondering, will I make it? I'm going to tell you, don't give up on God. You can't give up now. He didn't take you this far to leave you where you are. So as we sing this, and you sense that you want to really say to God, Lord, I need that touch today. We're going to make the altar open so you can come freely, so we can pray for you today. Amen? All right. I just...
1: Can't give up now, I've come too far from where I started from,
2: nobody told me the road would be
1: easy, and I don't believe he brought me this
0: far to leave me. Oh yes, I just can't give up now. I just can't give
2: up now i come too far from where I started from Nobody told me Nobody, Nobody told, told me The road
0: would be easy And I don't
1: believe He brought easy. me this far
0: to leave me Come on, let him know. You can't give up now
1: i just can't
0: give
2: up now i come too far from
1: where i started from
2: nobody told me the road would be easy
1: and i don't believe he brought me this far to leave
3: Just can't give up now.
2: I've come too far from where I started from. Nobody told me
1: the road would be easy,
0: and I don't
1: believe
0: he brought me this
1: far to
0: leave. But somebody else this morning, I just.
2: Can't give up now I've come too far from where I started from Hallelujah. And nobody told me The road would be easy And I don't believe
1: He brought me
0: this far to leave me And I don't believe He brought me this far to leave me One more time And I don't believe He brought me this
2: far to leave me Got any rivers you think are Uncrossable Got any mountains You can't tunnel through God specializes in things called impossible. And he will do what no other can do. Maybe this morning. God, any rivers you think of. Any fountains you can't can't turn through. My God
1: specializes
2: in things the must impossible. Hallelujah. And he will do what no other. God, any rivers
0: you, you think are, are uncrossable. Maybe you're going through that situation today. God, any, any mountain
2: you, mountain you can't turn through. God's
0: praise, we give you glory, we give you honor Lord. We have a confidence today because we know that you live because we know that you're alive and well. All fear all anxiety even now we rebuke it in the name of Jesus. We cast them away Lord. You promise that you'll give them perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. So, even now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we're believing you, God. We're believing you to intervene supernaturally in that situation, in that circumstance, to turn around things, God. You are Almighty God, and we believe in your awesome power. So, great and mighty God, hear the cries today, Lord. Hear the cries of your people today, Lord. We call upon your name. We cry out the name of Jesus, 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 Jesus. That name that has power, that name that gives the victory, that name like no other name, Jesus, Jesus. We call upon the name of Jesus. Demons tremble at the mention of that name. There is healing in the name of Jesus. There is deliverance in the name of Jesus. And so Father, today we break the power of the enemy today in Jesus' name. We plead the blood of Jesus over your people today, God. We take the authority that you've given us in Jesus' name. We declare victory, victory, victory today. Victory in the name of Jesus. Whatever that circumstance, whatever that situation, God, we are believing you for your breakthrough. There is a breakthrough coming, God. We're believing there's a breakthrough coming now. There's a breakthrough coming now. If you believe there's a breakthrough coming, you want to give God praise for that breakthrough. You want to give Him praise for that breakthrough. There is a breakthrough coming in the name of Jesus. It's coming, the breakthrough you've been longing for. The breakthrough you've been believing God for. Lord,
2: breakthrough. Breakthrough. Breakthrough, God.
0: Breakthrough, God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 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 We give you praise. We give your glory. We give you honor, Lord. We bless your holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God.
2: Something beautiful. Something good.
3: Oh.
0: Brokenness and strife. Was and strife,
1: but, he made, but he made. something. Oh
2: yes.
0: Beautiful, beautiful of my life. Come on sing with me. Let the devil hear. He's going to make something beautiful of your life right now. So. Oh, 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 oh. your hands right now in the name of Jesus and just say Father I thank you that your plan is to make something beautiful of my life I give myself to you afresh today all my confusion all my brokenness because you understand And you and you alone will take all of that and make something beautiful of my life. I'll have a testimony of what God has done and continue to do in my life. Thank you for hearing. Thank you for answering. And I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We declare it in the name of the Lord. And you'll speak it and you believe it. And it is done in Jesus' name. You may return to your seats in the name of Jesus.
4: Lord, praise you, Lord. 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 Lord. We've sung that our chains are gone, and our sins are free. Sins are gone. And now we all have come to the altar, and we all have the victory, yes? So since we have the victory, we can turn our eyes and set our highs on on heaven set our eyes on the lord look to things above i'm singing turn your eyes upon jesus oh soul are you weary and troubled no light in the darkness You see, there's a light for a look at the Savior and life more abundant and free.
0: Amen. Thank you. As we turn our eyes upon Jesus and look full in his wonderful face, how strangely the things of this earth will grow very dim. You know, last week we talked about living in the light of eternity, and that when you live in the light of eternity, your perspective here is different. You see things differently. Your challenges come differently. And the Apostle Paul talked about this light affliction is but for a moment and is working for us an eternal weight in glory. That's how Paul says it in 1 Corinthians. And so it is that as we turn our eyes this morning upon Jesus, let us look full. To that wonderful face of our master. Because you know what? He says, Cast all the burden and your cares upon me, for I care for you. There is hope in God. There is help available this morning. We are not on the losing side, brethren. We are on the winning side. And you've got to declare that I'm a winner. Are you a winner this morning? Can you declare that? I'm a winner. I have the victory in the name of Jesus. I have the victory. Remember, we've been talking about before the power of the mind. And you know, remember we talked about this? We said, if you think depressing thoughts, you're going to become depressed. But if you think joyful thoughts, you're, you're going to become joyful. If you recognize and begin to think who you are in Christ, and realize that we are, not, we are not losers, we are winners, we've already won. Because Christ has already made an open spectacle of the devil. And he is not going to win, he is already won. And we are on his side, and because of that, we are not going to be winners, we are already winners. you got to appropriate that today. you got to declare that today you got to speak that today. The Bible says the devil is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He is just like a roaring lion. He's not a lion. We have the lion of the tribe of Judah that breaks every chain and breaks every fetter and gives us the victory. We need to remind ourselves this morning who we are in Christ Jesus. I want to tell two persons, one behind you, one in front of you, you're a winner. Come on, tell them you're a winner. Somebody beside you, you're a winner. Hallelujah. You are not a loser. That's what the devil wants you to think. And the devil wants you to go on the basis of what you feel. But I'm going to tell you, we're not going by what we feel. We're going by what we know in the word of God. We're going by what God's word says. And God says we are more than conquerors. Hallelujah. Praise God this morning. Amen. Amen. It may be dull on the outside, it may be drain, drain, raining on the outside, but God tell her we got the Son of God on the inside and we can be bright as ever before because we are winners. Praise the Lord this morning. I want to welcome our first time guests this morning. If you're visiting with us for the very first time at Living Word Open Bible, we want to recognize you and give you a Living Word Open Bible Welcome. And uh, we want to, in order to do that, we need to recognize all our first-time guests. Will you please stand so we can give you. All right. Remain standing till you get received your welcome packet. And then you may be seated. And then we have our family visiting from Orlando that used to be with us. Our brother and sister and, I don't know, it's a friend. Let's give her a hand. Your daughter got so. Some... Wow. My goodness. Welcome back. Good to have you with us. Praise God. And of course... Jonathan, our son, visiting from Nevada. Let's give him a big hand. (laughs) Works all the way over there now. And a surprise visit. And of course, mom is extremely happy. So he's sitting beside mom today. Amen. Praise God. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. It's good to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And if there's someone here today that you don't know him, you need to get to know him. Anybody with us for the second or third time, wave at me. If you're second or third time, can you wave at me? Anybody visiting for the second or third time? Just give me a wave offering, if anybody like that. All right. Nobody for the second or third time? All right. have first timers, and the rest of you are familiar with us. All right. We're going to go to breaking news, and then I'm going to make some as well. So the breaking news are coming up right now, where they're going to be telling us some of the events that are upcoming over the next several days, especially tonight as well.
4: Good morning Church, I'm Carrie Ann. And I'm Brett, coming to you live from LWOBC studios. First topic on the table, Youth Camp! Camp. That's right, Youth Camp this year will be held at Camp Freedom in Homestead, Florida from July 23rd to July 27th. Register your child today at the welcome desk after service. But here's the thing, the final payment of $50 will be due July 10th. Attention parents of the children in the Iwana program, don't forget that the closing ceremony is tonight at 7 p.m. so don't forget to come out and support the children. Also, VBS registration will be today after church service. Next, there will be a leadership meeting on Sunday June 11th at 6 p.m. in the original Sanctuary. Oh my gosh! Is it raining money? It is! Wow! Wow. But all this money, how are we ever going to manage it if we don't attend the Financial Seminar on June 25th at 7 p.m.? For real! Come and learn how to keep your financial future on the green light. That's all we have for today, folks. Thanks for tuning in and And have a blessed blessed day!
0: (laughs) Amen. It's raining finances, money. Well, there's a financial seminar coming up on the 25th, as you heard. And you don't want to miss that. We have a very special company coming in. They've been in business for well over 25 years. And uh, they're going to teach us about, in, about wills, trusts, and investments. And you need to know the differences, what you should have. Should you have a trust or should you have a will? Should you have a living trust or what you should? And all these different things that are available that you need to know, that you need to know the difference. So this is a very important seminar. We thought that what we have seen, we have seen some things happen in people's lives where they needed to have known this information, and because they didn't, their families had trouble. So in order to avoid you from having that trouble, we have gone through the trouble ourselves, to get a group to come to provide this financial seminar free of cost. So it's going to be here on the last Sunday of this month at 6 p.m. I think we said 6 p.m. And so that's when it's going to be. And for those of you who are wanting to learn about investments, this is also the chance for you to learn about the various types of investment. How you can begin early. How you can make sure you put your money where you can put your money, how much can you put, when can you put it, how often can you put it, all those various things you're going to learn. And following the seminar, you are going to get the chance to sign up because we're going to have attorneys next following the seminar, not on the same day, but following that, to come and actually draft the documents for you and to actually get you set up so that by the time you're finished, you have everything in order that you need to have in order And you can also be able to start investing the way you should with with the investment company that we will have available for you as well. That will give you options. So we want you to have the right options. We want you to be able to know what's going on. And so you don't want to miss out on that. This evening as well, before the Awana Celebration Service, before the Awana uh, Closing Ceremony, we're going to have a teacher's meeting at 545 in the original sanctuary. so All teachers, all Bible class teachers, are reminded of the meeting this evening at 545 in the original sanctuary. It's very important that you be there. And uh, so we look forward to seeing you then. All right. We are going to get ready to sit around the Lord's table. And as we participate in that, we want you to know that this is for every child of God. As long as you know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you're welcome to join us in Holy Communion. And uh, I want to read a passage of scripture that the Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Corinth, beginning from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning at verse 23. Here's what Paul said. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. Paul says, but let a man examine himself. Shall we bow our heads and our hearts before the Lord? Let us begin to do that right now. Let each of us examine ourselves. What are we looking for? Anything that displeases God? Anything that is contrary to his word? That we've done or said? And he has promised that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and he's just and he's ready to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You can leave here today a new person. You can leave here today a different person. You can leave here today with your eternal future secured. You can leave here today without shame, without guilt, as we judge ourselves, he will not have to judge us. Father, we thank you for the privilege we have. Thank you that you gave us the opportunity to judge ourselves. And you made the provision take care of the things that we've seen in us that violates your word that displeases you. We can have forgiveness. We can be made whole. And all we need to do is to confess it. And you will forgive. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. As we get ready to partake of the emblems that represent his shed blood and his broken body. I'm going to ask Deacon Hamilton to ask God's blessing on the emblems. Let us pray. Father, Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you for the sacrifice that you have made of your body and your blood. Thank you for being here with us today. Father, we pray that you bless the emblem that represents your body and your blood. Bless it to our health. We pray, O oh God, for healing as we participate. We pray for blessing as we participate. And as we participate, O oh God, we will remember you. Blessed indeed. Blessed to our health. In Jesus' name we say thanks. Amen. As you are served both emblems, you want to take both and hold them. And then we'll partake together. So take both emblems as it p- plate passes you. And then you hold onto them and we'll all partake together.
1: Thank you for the cross, Lord, thank you for the price you paid, married all my sins.
0: thanks. He broke it. And he said, take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. We're reminded this morning that by his stripes we are healed. Whether it's physical, spiritual, emotional, mental in any way. We can receive it from him today. And we receive with the hand of faith. As we believe God. For it is impossible to please God. The Bible says without faith. So let your faith rise up today. And appropriate what is yours. In Jesus Christ. Let us eat it together. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant or the new agreement in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The blood has never lost its power. It's able to do today what it did over 2,000 years ago. So as we drink it, receive the blessings that come with Let's drink it together. For it reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley. The blood shall never lose its power.
1: For it reaches to the highest mountain.
0: And it flows
1: me flows
3: to the lowest valley, oh, oh the
2: blood that, blood that gives me strength, me strength from day to day, it will never. The lowest valley, Oh the blood that gives me strength from day to day, it will never, it will never, it will never. One more will never lose. its power.
0: Let's give the Lord a hand for the power of the blood. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. The ushers are getting ready to come to receive the morning's tithes and offering as we give unto the Lord, we give cheerfully, give willingly, give freely. Give him with an understanding and we're giving of His own. The Bible teaches us we own nothing. We are merely managers, stewards of what God has given us and allow us to manage. And so as we give this morning, let's remember, He says, bring all the tithes and offerings to the storehouse. Prove me now here with God says. If I will not open the windows of heaven, pour you out a blessing you won't have room to contain. As you give this morning, let's walk in obedience to what God says. Let's do that. I'm going to ask Deacon Lee to ask God's blessing on the givers and the gifts. Heavenly Father, you are the great provider. You are Jehovah-Jireh. And Father, all that we have, Lord, you have provided. You're the one who provides an income. You're the one who provides jobs, O oh Lord, so that we're able to earn incomes, O oh God. So, Father, as we give back to you now a portion of what you bless us with, we just ask that you touch our hearts, that so we give willingly and cheerfully. And as we give, we pray, Lord, that you use it for the furtherance of your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Mr. Mr. Darian Brown today. Darian Brown, Darian Brown on trumpet. Darian has to work on a lot of Sundays, so we don't get the opportunity to see him on Sundays, but today he's available. Amen. Let's welcome. Good time. Amen. Praise God. I want you to open your Bibles and look to Acts chapter 1. And we're going to connect the dots between Acts chapter 1 and Acts chapter 2. I've sort of broken into the series that we've been doing, and we'll pick that up next week because today is Pentecost Sunday. I've sort of broken our 50 days of transformation. We'll pick that up and continue that next Sunday. But today we want to look for a brief moment because it's Pentecost Sunday. In Acts chapter 1, I want to look at verse 4. Let's continue. We're going to read from verse 4. I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, And being assembled together with them, that is Jesus, assembled together with them, his disciples, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. Can you say the word promise? That's very important. We're going to come back to that. But to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Now while he had spoken these things, when he had spoken the things, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received them out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, Behold, two men stood by them in white apparel who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gaze into heaven? This same Jesus, hallelujah, who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him going to heaven. So we know the same Jesus. Is coming back. You know what the Bible says? He's the same what, yesterday, today, and forever. Verse 12. Then they returned to Jerusalem. These are the disciples. They returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. Now what's a Sabbath day's journey? You see it all the time around you, but you probably didn't realize that what was happening when you walk. If you travel on a Saturday, and if you are around on Sterling Road, just Palm Avenue, or if you go on Sheridan Street across from 441, you will see some Jews walking to the synagogue or to the temple. That is what is called a Sabbath day's journey. They live within a certain distance of the temple. And so it is always referred to as a Sabbath day's journey. And so the Jews, especially the Hasidic Jews, normally buy their homes very close to the temple so they could walk from home to the temple on the Sabbath. Because remember, you can't do any work on the Sabbath. And so driving would be considered work. So then they walk from home to the temple. That's the Sabbath day's journey. Verse 30, and when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying. Peter, James, John, and Philip, and Bartholomew, you know, Thomas, and Bartholomew, and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, the zealot, and Judas, the son of James. These all continued in with what? One accord in prayer and supplication with the woman. So we had the disciples there, the 11 of them. remember, Judas is dead? So now we have 11 disciples along with the woman. and they including among the women, is the Mary, the mother of Jesus. And also his brothers, Mary had other children. You see that right here, with his brothers. Who's his brothers? Jesus's brothers. So when you hear about the Immaculate Conception, as if Mary had no other person but Jesus, that's not what this is. We know that Jesus had brothers. And this is not the only time in scripture it refers to that. It refers to his sisters in another place as well. But the brothers were here with him and Mary and the rest of the apostles and some other women, which we don't know. But the Bible tells us that we're going to see now as we go over to chapter 2. Turn with me. We are told that there were about 120 of them. In that upper room. And so there Jesus said to them, wait for the promise of the Father. Wait. You know God tells us to wait today too. Sometimes you and I want certain things to be done right away and he still says wait. Did you notice he didn't tell them wait two days, wait four days, wait six days, all he said to them was what? Wait. Now I'm going to tell you, when you are waiting, and you wait, and after five days of waiting, you can start about to get to think, wait a minute. Did we understand what he was saying? Did he really mean we should wait that long? Six days come, then seventh day, then the eighth day, then the ninth day. They're still waiting. And so we go over to Acts chapter 2, and the Bible says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, that is the 50th day, that's on the 10th day of waiting. This was the 10th day that they were waiting. Can you imagine if we were to stop here, towering here for 10 days? What if Jesus said to you, I want you to wait. And he doesn't tell you how long. I'm sure he does that to us today. Isn't that true? Sometimes God says to you in prayer, what? Wait. When God tells you wait, does he tell you when long you should wait? He doesn't tell me. He just simply says, wait. And we don't know when he's going to do what he needs to do. And so here they are waiting. And the Bible says when the day of Pentecost, and as I said earlier, Pentecost means 50, on the 50th day after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, which is the 10th day of waiting in the upper room, the Bible says they were all with what again? One accord. You see this one accord thing is so important? They were all with one accord. It's, and you know, I believe that they were waiting. The Holy Spirit was waiting for them to be in one accord. Maybe there were some things to be worked out. Because some of those disciples probably thought, you know, well, you know, I, I don't understand what happened. Because you must remember, some of them were still a little bit, uh, you know, they, by, by now they had seen Jesus. But at first they were concerned. But now they had actually spent time with him. They had seen him and they saw him go up. So by now they are convinced. But you know, always going to be who's going to lead us. Now that there are 11 of us, who's going to be in charge? Jesus was in charge before. So who's going to be in charge? Because remember, that was one of the things they talked about with Jesus before. They said to him, who, which one of us? And they asked, which one is the greatest of us? And they wanted to figure out who of them was the greatest. And maybe they had to wait until those issues were resolved among them, that they're not looking among them for who is the greatest, but simply just recognize we're all one. And so they're waiting, and then when they were in one accord, the Bible says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and sat upon each of them, and I want you to notice this, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And how do we know they were filled with the Holy Spirit? Because the Bible says they what? They began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Nobody was teaching them what to say. Hello? Nobody was whispering in their ears and say, repeat after me. That happens in some churches, you know that? They do. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, The Spirit will give you what? Utterance. You don't need to mimic anything. The real deal is what the Spirit gives. And the Holy Spirit has the power to give utterance. And so listen to this. And the Bible says in verse 5, And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. Wow. Every nation. All nations were represented. They were out in Jerusalem. And these people were up in this building. They were in the upper room. And, and something happened. And, and the sound of what was going on up there caught the ears of those downstairs and in the street. And they began to, to go up to find out what was going on. And you know how news can spread fast. When there's a phenomenon that is strange, Before you know it, and they didn't have cell phones. They didn't text anybody. But I'm telling you, news traveled fast. And so before they know it, people were far away heard, something is going on in that building up there. There's a strange thing happening. They look like fire on people's head. And they're they're speaking in these languages. And so people came from all around. They started running up to the upper room. Now look at what happened. And the Bible says, and when the sound occurred, the multitude came together and were what? Confused. Now what's causing confusion? Because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Now remember, we said there were people from what? Every nation under heaven. Every nation under heaven was represented. And they now were confused because... They knew that these people were Galileans. Imagine you were Americans gathered in this room, and then all of a sudden, something happened in here this morning. A wind blows through here, and there's a mighty sound, and somebody starts speaking in Mandarin, and somebody starts speaking in Spanish, and somebody speaking in French, and somebody starts speaking in Hindu, and somebody starts speaking in all kinds of languages that you were never taught. Now the interesting thing about this is that the Bible says they were amazed because of who they were. They recognized who they were and everybody could recognize their own language. Everybody realized... I hear, somebody says, I hear them speaking in French. I, I know French. Somebody says, I hear them speaking Arabic. And I, I'm, an, I'm, I'm from Arab. I'm, 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 I'm an Arab. I know that. And somebody says, I hear them speaking Italian. And I'm from Italy. And everybody was hearing them speaking in their own language. What does that mean? That it is not gibberish. That the baptism with the Holy Spirit that they received and that they had was... A real language. Now, did they understand what they were speaking? No. They didn't understand what they were saying. They had no knowledge of what they were saying. But the people around them testified that they were speaking in a proper language. In fact, you know what the people said? We hear them speaking of the wonderful works of God. So it was very clear They were not speaking mumbo-jumbo. They were speaking words that, and what they were saying made sense. But they themselves couldn't understand it. But those around them understood it. But you know something? I want you to notice, in the face of overwhelming evidence, where people who were standing around Testifying that I could hear them speak. Let's speak, of, let's, speak let's speak somebody from from, uh, from France and, and, and they heard him speaking in French, and the Frenchman says, Let me tell you something. That is perfect French, and I can tell you exactly what he's saying because he's speaking. He's talking about God. He's talking about the wonderful things of God. He's talking about what God is doing. And, and, and the same thing happened with different nations. And you know what some people there, some people right there with somebody telling them that, you know what some, some people said? Oh, they're drunk. What they're saying doesn't make any sense. Can you imagine in the face of overwhelming evidence, people, are still, people were saying then, that the people were drunk and that's why they were speaking that way is because they're drunk and yet somebody was saying, how could a drunk person, first of all, begin to speak in a language he's never learned and speaking so clearly and speaking what makes sense? Do you know people still say that today? People still say that today when you're speaking tongues. They still say that what you're saying is gibberish. And they're still saying the same thing today. That what, you know, all these people, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're saying. It doesn't make any sense. No, 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 no. The Bible says that this is available. I'm going to show you that. What I want to lay the foundation for you to see is that when you are baptized with the Holy Spirit and you begin to speak with another language, which the Holy Spirit gives you, it's not a language you make up. It's not a language the church teaches you. It's a language that the Holy Spirit gives you. And you begin to speak in that. It's a a known language somewhere. It's just that the people around you cannot recognize it. I want to give you two examples. There was a brother that I know very well. I went to a mission trip with him. Actually, I stayed in the same room with him in Kenya. And he told me the story. He went to Haiti. His father was a missionary there. And he went to Haiti to join his father. Now, he did not know the language. The first service that he was in when he arrived, the Spirit of God descended upon him. And he began to speak in tongues. And all of a sudden, he noticed everybody around him stopped speaking. And they were watching him and listening to him because he was speaking in perfect Creole. He had not learned that language. But God wanted to confirm with him that he was truly called to that place as a missionary. And so God gave him that language so that the people can confirm you were speaking in perfect Creole. We understood what you were saying and that was a confirmation to him that God had called him to that place. So sometimes you're speaking when you're baptized with the Holy Spirit and you begin to speak in a language, you don't know what that language is. You don't know where it is from, but it is a language. Do you know how many languages are on the face of the earth? Do you know how many dialects and different dialects that there are? There are thousands of them. And so who knows what you're saying except the Spirit of God? Who's the one who really should know. And so here is the thing. The Bible says, Jesus says, you must wait for the promise of the Father. Here's what I want to show you. Go back to Acts chapter 2. Promise of the Father. And then I want to take you down as we go down to verse 34. Let's begin at verse 34. Acts chapter 2, verse 34. The Bible says, for David did not ascend into heavens, but he says himself, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let all Israel know assuredly that God had made this Jesus whom you've crucified both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren What shall we do? Look what Peter said to them. Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of sin. And you shall receive what? The gift of the Holy Spirit. Why? Why should you receive that? Look at the next verse. For, or in English language, because. Are you getting that? Because the promise is to whom? To you. So let's hold on there now. Let's do some, let's do some look at translation. Let's look at that. English. Let's use some English. Peter is speaking to the crowd, right? And he says, the promise is to you. I'm speaking. So I'm going to be Peter right now this morning. Amen? And I'm saying the promise is to you. And then I also says, and to what? Your children. Does it stop there? No. Who does it belong to? And all who are what? As a what? Far off. And as what? What's the next thing? If that was not enough, Peter says, so you know, as many as what? The Lord our God shall call. Do you know where we fall? Where are we? We are the far off. Isn't that true? We're far away from that time. We are the far off and we are part of the as many as God has called. Because remember, you cannot come to Christ unless the Holy Spirit first pulls you. When you and I say yes to Christ, that I want to receive Christ, it is in response to the prompting And the call of God on your life where the Holy Spirit is calling you to come home and be a part of the family of God. And when you feel that prompting and you feel that call, you respond to the call and say, yes, Lord, I am coming. And so once you have received Christ, you have actually responded to the call of God. And so Peter says, the promise, my friend, is not just for you that are sitting in front of me. And it's not just for your children after you, but it is for those that are far off, because Peter saw us, and he says, if, that, if that's not clear for you, it is for as many as the Lord our God shall call. So is the baptism for the Holy Spirit, is it for us today? On the basis of the scripture. Come on, answer me now. What you just read, is it for us today? Yes. It is for us today. And it is for as many. It's not for some special people. It's for everybody, as many as the Lord or God, shall call. So I want you to know that it's available to all of us. Now, what is the purpose of it? The Bible tells us that. Jesus told us that in Acts chapter 1. He says, but you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. That you shall be witnesses for me. Effective witnesses. You see, here's my friend. When you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the Bible says you receive power to become an effective witness for God. And so God will begin to use you in ways you never thought or could see before. It's amazing. What happens to a transformation that takes place. If you look at the life of Peter. Peter, you know who has changed dramatically when he was baptized, after he was baptized with the Holy Spirit. I mean, his life was really changed, radically changed. It was the same Peter after received the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the next chapter, in chapter 3 of Acts, when the Bible says he and John was walking one day to the temple at the hour of prayer, and as he was going up to the temple, there was a man sitting at the door at the gate, and he was begging arms, and he held up his can and says, "Can you give me a, can you give me something? Can you give me something? I need something." And Peter looked at him and says, "Look at us." And he says, "Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give unto you in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Power is given. Power is given. To be a witness. So what is he witnessing? Now Peter is witnessing to the power of Jesus Christ. Why? That's why he says, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And so he just gave witness to Jesus' power to heal that man that was lame sitting there for so long. And that's what we will do. When you receive the baptism, you'll be an effective witness for Jesus Christ where you, he will use you to carry out. And to be able to work effectively for him. And you will manifest the power of Christ. Can I tell you something? That's what God wants to do with every one of you. Because you know what? This is not just for pastors and leaders. Because you know what? I can't be where you are in the days. Where the job you are, I'll never be able to go there. The people that you meet, I'll never sometime ever see them. And the the, the situation that you're in, I'll never be in that situation. And so God wants each of us. To carry the anointing. It is not reserved for some people. There's an anointing that you carry that God wants you to use. That's why when you're on the job and somebody gets sick, you need to say, can I pray for you? And you lay hands on them. And then you believe God that he's going to do something. And you'll be surprised to see how God works in your life. Because it's the same power. It's the same power that's available. The same power that that Peter had when Peter looked at that lame man and says, in the name of Jesus, rise and walk. Can I tell you? You have power walking within you. You have power walking around with you. But one of the problems we have, the difference between us and Peter, is that Peter believed he had power. You know, when they ask him for the coin, he says, I tell you what, I don't have money. But I know what I have. I'm going to give you what I really have. You're begging some money. I can't help you with that. But I tell you I can help you with something else. I can make your body whole. Because I have the power of Jesus Christ in me. And so because of that, he invoked that name of Jesus. And he spoke and he said and he took the man by the hand and pulled him up. And immediately his ankles were made whole. My friends, we have to recognize that when you have that power in the name of Jesus, and we need to start exercising that power, you are missing out where you are when God has put you in a situation where you can demonstrate the power of God. It is that God will get the glory. Can I tell you, God wants to get the glory. And God wants to get the praise. And so it's not you or me. None of us have the power to heal anybody. We don't have any power for ourselves. That's why you evoke the name of Jesus. And you believe. Because you see, Peter knew that when he said what he said, he expected a change. He expected. But we are living in a society where we are, we've been taught to doubt. And we've been taught to be fearful. And overcoming that is going to take us time and so you got to start practicing with small things, and you know you don't you, you don't you don't you don't you don't walk around and just go do anything. You got to start where you can, start with what you have, start believing God and letting God use you to touch peoples, to touch lives, to speak into lives. And I'm not here to talk about how God has done some things, but in my own life but the point is that I want you to focus on you today to let you know what God can do through you because you've got the power. You have the anointing. And God has equipped you to do great works. In fact, you know what the Bible says? Greater works than these that he did, we shall do. Greater works. And so this morning, I want you to have confidence in who you are in Jesus Christ. That you are the carrier of the anointing. And if you've been baptized with the Holy Spirit, you're a carrier of the anointing. And if you've never been baptized, you need to ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. And can I tell you, he can fill you anywhere, wherever you are. In your car, in the kitchen, in the bathroom. He's filled people anywhere. You don't have to be in church to be filled with the Holy Spirit. People have been filled in all kinds of places. They were in a house in the upper room. And they were filled then. And you can be filled too with the Holy Spirit. It is not gibberish when you begin to speak in a language that you did not know. It is a real language. It's just that you don't know it. I close with a story that's a real story. It was a journalist from Chicago. And he went to a revival meeting, a Holy Ghost revival meeting, to discredit the meeting. He wanted to write about all that was taking place in the meeting to discredit what was taking place. Because God was doing some miracles and God was doing some awesome things. And he didn't believe. He thought it was a fake thing. And he thought it was just a makeup thing. And he thought that people were staged and all kinds of things. And so he wanted to write an article about it. He went to the meeting and he sat at the back of the service. And while he was there, the Spirit of God began to move. Now this guy happens to be from Russia. But he's not only from Russia, but he's, in, he's from a particular village. Where they don't speak the regular way most people speak there's a dialect they have you know i don't know but i can tell you in my own country that i come from there are parishes where people speak differently from some other parishes hello same country but if you go to those places you don't have a clue what they're saying. Well, this is the same thing. This man was from that place, from that country. But he was from a particular village where they spoke in this particular dialect. But would you know, sitting there, the spirits start moving. All of a sudden, the lady beside him stood up and she started to speak. In an unknown tongue. And he almost fell off his seat. Because it was not only from his country. It was the very dialect from his own village. And he understood. And he knew that this little lady did not come from there. And he knew that she didn't go learn that language. And he knew. And so you know what? He left the meeting and he had to write about the power of God. Instead of discrediting what God what was going he had to give God the credit. I want you to give God praise today. I want you to give God glory today. Stand together with me because I want you to know that the God we serve is awesome. And he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask of the, You don't need to compromise my friend you don't need to be ashamed of the gospel of jesus christ it is the power of god unto salvation when we stand up for the word of god we're standing up for the truth when we stand on the promises of god we're standing up for what is a fact the promises of god are in him yea, and in him amen it is real and so what we read in the book this is not some book written by some man to, tr- to trick some people this is the Word of God, the living Word. Hallelujah. The Word is alive and well, sharper than a two edged sword. The Word of God is available for us today. And we need to stand on the promises of God and stand on the Word of God. Do not back up, do not deviate. You stand strong because what we believe in is real. We serve the true and live in God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And he's able. He's able. He's able. Amen? And if somebody today, if you've never made a decision for Christ, I want you to know that there is no better time than today. There's always the devil will tell you another time today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to say yes to Jesus. And if you've never done so, if you've never realized that you were born a sinner, and as a sinner you can't save yourself, and you're going to have to give an account to your, of God of yourself to God one day, I need you to make that decision today to say, you know, Pastor, I need to come to Christ. I need to accept him as my Lord and Savior. And so, I, if, if, if there's someone like that, I want you to raise your hand. I want to pray for you today before you leave. If there's anybody, I want to give you a chance. There's a young man. Is there somebody else? There's another one. Is there somebody else? I want you to play just as I am, without one, please. And as you're playing that, then put a little level up, and then I want you, to, those two gentlemen, to slip out and come right down here, just coming out. We want to pray for you. Maybe you're a backslider today. And you're saying, you know what? I need to make right with God today. Before you leave this place, you may be saying, I need to make right with God. Then I want you to come. You know yourself. You know where you stand. You know your situation. You don't want to leave here today not having said, Jesus, I want to recommit myself to you. I've been I, 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 I don't like where I'm... I don't like how things are going. I, I, I find that I probably am slipping and I don't want to slip anymore. This is your chance. It's not about who's watching you or who's looking. It's between you and God. Will you come before we close in prayer? I want to pray for you. Because it's important to make it right with God. It's important to make sure that you can say, it is well with my soul. There's nothing greater... Nothing more important than to be able to say that it is well with my soul. Is there somebody just before we pray for these? All right. I'm going to ask you two brothers to just say after me, dear Lord Jesus. I thank you today for your love for me. I acknowledge that I need you in my life. I need you as my Savior. I ask you today to forgive me of my sins. Every wrong thing that I've done. And I need a fresh start, God. I ask you to come into my life. Take over my life. And order my steps. And direct my path. And from this day forward, with your help and your grace, And your strength. I will live for you. And one day. Spend eternity with you. Thank you for hearing. And for answering my prayer. In Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Father. We thank you. For those that have said yes to you. It is the Spirit of God that has bid them. and They have responded to your Holy Spirit. And so today, Lord God, let us be a new, it's a new day for them. It's a new beginning. There is a new season coming into their lives. So Father, we pray that you'll build a hedge of protection around them. That when the enemy comes, he will find that you would hedge them. Behind and before. Great and awesome God. I put them in your care today. And I ask you to watch over them. And I commend them to you. And Lord, may they walk in the fullness of your grace. May they experience you like never before. And we thank you for what they've done. And we give you praise in Jesus name. Amen. We're going to praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to invite you to remember about this evening at 7 o'clock. We have the Awana closing ceremony. And you don't want to miss that. You're going to see what the kids have been doing for the past several months. And they've been doing awesome stuff. And you know when the kids do stuff, it's a wonderful thing. So parents, bring them out on time. And then on 5.45, we're having a teacher's meeting. For all of those who are teaching Bible classes, we do have a meeting at 5.45 in the original sanctuary. So that's what we're going to remind you of tonight. Our first-time guests, we're going to remind you of Sister uh, Sandra. Thank you. Sister Sandra is in the back. She's going to escort her to her hospitality suite. We will be refreshed before you leave today. So if you're a first-time guest, just turn around. Say, Sandra, wave at them. Look at who's waving at the back. That's the lady you're going to see. and She's going to escort you to our hospitality suite. We'll be refreshed before you leave. Amen? Raise your hand as we pronounce the Aaronic blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. As together we say, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. First time guests to slip out and come to see Sister Sandra right here. God bless you. Have a blessed afternoon.